one of the biggest reasons most of us struggle with entrusting our soul, our life, our sinful habits to God is the fear of what might happen if we choose to fully surrender. We worry that God will take it away and somehow leave us with little to nothing in return. We, we fear that whatever God does give us in return will be less than second best. Nothing could be further from the truth. Welcome to the Point of Purity podcast, a weekly study filled to the brim with all the tools from Scripture you will ever need to build a lasting life of biblical purity. I'm your host, Steve Etner, author, national speaker, and purity coach for the Pure Man Ministry, and this is episode 122 entitled, Revere or Fear? When I was a young boy, <laughs> I was convinced that a, a, a child-consuming, parasitic creature of goo lived under my bed. I firmly believed, contrary to my parents' insistence otherwise, that this devourer of my soul had the uncanny ability to somehow blend in with the environment so that there's absolutely no way you could see it. I mean, mom and dad couldn't see it. However, in the darkness of night, though this, this creature was totally invisible to the naked eye, it made its presence strongly felt. That imaginary creature that had tremendous power over me. It literally froze me motionless in bed. I was afraid to move a, a centimeter because I, I, was, I was terrified that it was going to wake it up and it was going to crawl out from underneath my bed and gobble me up. I was terrified, not because it was really there, but because I was convinced it was there. Well, for over 30 years of my life, I lived with another fear. You see, I was terrified of a three-headed dragon that was affectionately known as Lupomas. That's, that's the name I gave it. What it was was lust, porn, and masturbation. And this three-headed dragon was dominating my life. But the fear was not a fear of the dragon. It was a fear of the dragon not being in my life anymore, that if I totally and unreservedly gave it over to God, if I... If I gave it up completely, I was convinced that I would be a very miserable man. I firmly believed that God would take it away from me because it was sin. I knew it was wrong. So I knew he would take it away from me. But I also was convinced, I also believed that he would punish me for, for my lack of faith, for, for my, my selfishness. And that punishment would be being, allowing me to be sexually miserable the rest of my life. You see, I had given that beast authority in my life, not because of what it was, but because of what I imagined it, it was or imagined it could be. Am I making sense? Can you relate? That's the deception of the enemy. He skillfully keeps you forever stuck in the trap of your own irrational fears. He preys on your insecurities, your anxieties, your doubts. He tries to persuade you that God is, is powerless when it comes to your sexual pleasure and enjoyment. Uh, or if, if he's not powerless, maybe he, he tries to convince you that God is indifferent, that God doesn't really care whether you enjoy your sex life or not. Or, or at the very least, he's distant from you, that he has, he has better, more important things to do than worry about your, 
your, your petty self-centered illusions and delusions of sexual satisfaction. Your, your fear that God's going to abandon you, that he's going to forget you, that he's going to hide his face from you, and, and you're going to be stuck suffering the rest of your life instead of enjoying the pleasures that sin has to offer. That's the deception of the enemy. One of the biggest, most... That, but, let me back that up. I'm tripping over my tongue in, in this episode, and I apologize. I got, <laughs> here's why. I've got so much going on in my head that I want to share with you and so little time to do it in that, that I'm struggling trying to eke it out. I, I need to back off, and I need to just let, let God speak here, and I, I apologize for that. One of the biggest reasons that we struggle with entrusting our soul, our life, our sinful habits to God is the unfounded fear of what might happen if I choose to fully surrender, if I choose to yield it all to God. We, we tend to worry that God's going to take it away, and then what? Then, then what am I going to have? We're afraid that whatever he does give us is going to be second best. I mean, I've enjoyed my, my lust. I've enjoyed the pornography. I've enjoyed the masturbation. I've enjoyed living for King Me. And, and that's understandable. The book of Hebrews tells us that sin has its pleasure for a season. And so we fear that God is going to just take it away and leave us with nothing or whatever he does give us is going to be less than the best. But my friend, that's a lie from the pit of hell. Nothing could be farther from the truth. Your fear of losing out, your fear of God restricting your enjoyment of the pleasures of life is based largely upon a wrong understanding of who God is, a wrong understanding of his immeasurable, impenetrable, unfathomable love for you. David says in Psalm 27, 1, whom shall I fear? Of whom shall I be afraid? Certainly not God. I want to quote some verses to you, and we're just going to dive into Scripture here for, for the right remainder of this episode. And I want you to listen to the following verses, and I want you to, to allow the truth of God's amazing love to just wash over you and cleanse away that, that, that unfounded fear. Let's start with John chapter 15, verse 13. Greater love has no one than this that someone lay down his life for his friends. You cannot, you, you cannot surpass that kind of love. And that's what Jesus did for you. That's what he did for me. John 3.16, God so loved the world. He so loved you. He loved me so much that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him, whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. Romans 5, verse 8, God shows us his love in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Ephesians 2, verses 4 and 5, God, being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. And I love what Paul says in Romans chapter 8, verses 35 through 39. What shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or danger, or sword? <laughs> no. In all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, 
nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all of creation can separate me from the love of God in Christ Jesus my Lord. Romans 8, 35-39. Zephaniah, there's a book we read often. <laughs> Zephaniah chapter 3, verse 17 says, The Lord your God is in your midst, a mighty one who will save. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you by his love. He will exalt over you with loud singing. Here's the point. God loves you, my friend. He loves you. Of that you can be most certain. And the scriptures tell us that the love he has for us is so deep, so expansive, so precious, that there is, watch this now, there's absolutely no way that God would ever, ever give you less than the best of anything. He knows the plans he has for you, plans to to prosper you, not to harm you, to bless you, not to hurt you. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 7, verses 9 through 11, hey, you, you parents, if your children ask for a loaf of bread, do you give them a stone instead? Or or if they ask you for a fish, do you give them a snake? Of course not. So if you, sinful people, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give good gifts to those who ask him? I mean, think about this. Why would the perfect God, in his perfect love for you, Take something away that is bad for you and then not give you something far, far better, something absolutely perfect for you in its place. Listen, you can live secure in God's love. You have nothing to fear. 1 John 4.18, there is no fear in love. Perfect love casts out fear. Fear has to do with punishment. 1 John 4.18, Now. God definitely wants to remove that three-headed dragon from your life. He wants, he wants to help you get rid of the lust and the porn and the masturbation. And let's be honest here. It will be hard. It will be painful at the beginning. I know personally from my own experience that's, that's the case. It's hard. It's painful. Not Now listen to me. Watch this. Not because God is causing the pain. Not because God is punishing you for your sin but rather because King Me is kicking up a royal fuss because he's being ousted from the throne and he doesn't like it. Do you remember what I just read to you in 1 John 4.18? Fear has to do with punishment. My friend, you have nothing to fear because the punishment for all of your sin, past, present, and future, the punishment for all of your sin was laid upon Christ on the cross of Calvary, John 3.16-19. First Peter chapter 2, verse 24 tells us that Jesus personally carried your sins in his body on the cross so that you can be dead to sin and live for what is right. Isaiah chapter 53, verses 5 through 8 tells us that Jesus was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. And upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace and with his wounds we are healed. Well, as we conclude this week's brief 
but hopefully very powerful podcast. I want to share with you two very powerful passages of Scripture, two passages of promise. I want you to listen carefully. I want you to consider what God is saying to you about the fear of losing something precious when God removes the beast from your life. Now, both of these passages of Scripture are going to be very familiar to you. I'm sure you've heard them, and you're going to recognize them as I read them to you. But I want you to focus. I want you to consider what God is saying to you. Uh, Don't let the familiarity breed contempt. Concentrate. Focus your attention on these verses all the way through and ask God to show you how these truths apply to the death of the beast of temptation in your life. The first passage I want to read to you is Matthew chapter 6, verses 25 through 34. And as I read it to you, I'm going to be inserting some of my own thoughts. So understand that when I'm talking about like things that are referring to our sexual sin, that's not in the passage. I'm adding it because I believe that Jesus is applying the truth to that as well in our life. You'll understand as I read. Here's what Jesus said in Matthew 6, 25 through 34. Therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you'll eat or what you'll drink, nor about your body, what you'll put on, and I add, or what you will, what will sexually satisfy you. Jesus goes on to say, is not life more than food? And I add, is not life more than lust and porn, the body more than clothing and more than a sexual release? And Jesus goes on to say, look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? Which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to his span of life? Why are you anxious about clothing? And I add, or about your sexual gratification. Jesus goes on to say, consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. And yet I tell you that even Solomon in all of his glory was not arrayed like one of these. If God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown in the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? And I want to insert here, will he not make sure that all of your needs, even your sexual needs, are being met? Jesus goes on to say, do not be anxious, saying, what shall we eat? What shall we drink? What shall we wear? And I add, or how will I get my sexual satisfaction if he takes the the lust and the porn away from me? Jesus goes on to say, for the Gentiles seek after all these things. Your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. So seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And and all these things will be added to you. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow. Tomorrow will be anxious about itself. Sufficient for today is its own trouble. Matthew chapter 6, verses 25 through 34. The other passage I want to read to you, and then we're going to wrap up today's episode, is simply this, Psalm 23, verses 1 through 6. The Lord is my shepherd. Oh, listen, my friend, don't miss that. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his namesake. So even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. You are with me. Your rod and your staff, 
they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Psalm 23. Well, I'd like to take just a moment here and give you a very brief glimpse into our ministry. You see, we do a whole lot more here at the Pure Man Ministry than just produce a weekly podcast. For example, if you have a smart device, a smartphone, a tablet, we have a free app. It's entitled My Purity Coach. By the way, did I mention it's free? So you can go to your app store wherever you go, whatever your app store is, and do a search for My Purity Coach, and you'll find our free app. This app is chock full of powerful tools geared to help you in your walk of purity. For example, the majority of what you will find in this app is just Scripture. I've painstakingly gone through God's Word and identified some very powerful verses that will help you as you face the challenge of being pure, the challenge of being godly, the challenge of being a person of integrity. And there's verses to memorize and to hide in your heart that can help you as you walk this journey. This app has audio lessons, video lessons, all taking you deep into the Scripture. Um, You can listen to this podcast from the app. I'm excited that, that you can even watch the globally acclaimed video series called The Chosen from this app. If you're a subscriber to this podcast, then you've heard me talk frequently about the Point of Purity program. It's a 12-week, one-on-one, me-and-you, Bible-centered coaching program where I sit down with you for an hour a week, and we dive deep into the Scriptures to learn how to develop a lifelong strategic plan for sexual purity. I've talked in this podcast about the various books that I've written, Extreme Mind Makeover, um, Removing the Eye from Life, Overcoming Temptation, The Point of Purity Workbook, The Pure Man's Devotional Guide, A Biblical Toolbox for Purity, uh, Are You a Superman? How to Become God's Man of Steel. I've got another book I'm working on that hopefully is going to be coming out this fall entitled Purely Satisfied. These books are available on my website, or you can just go to Amazon.com and do a search for my name, Steve Etner, and you'll find the listing of all my books. We are a faith-based, donor-supported ministry. So everything that we do is made possible by our team of ministry partners who give financially, faithfully to this ministry. But here's the thing. Without compromise, our ministry, the Pure Man Ministry, also known as the Purity Coach, is dedicated to showing men and women how to have a continuous relationship with Jesus that is real, that is personal. So to be honest with you, to that end, we need ongoing financial assistance. We need people who are committed to providing hope and helping men and women across the globe win their personal battle against this beast of sexual impurity. So as I close today's episode, I'd like to personally invite you to join the Pure Man Ministry as we impact our world by equipping and training men on how to live in purity and godliness and integrity. Your gift is tax deductible. So you can just simply go to thepuritycoach.com. Again, that's thepuritycoach, all one word, thepuritycoach.com. And in the upper right corner of our menu bar, there's a donate button. Thank you for for the gift that, that you're sacrificing to partner with us. 
And as we close, let me say this. If you have not yet subscribed to this podcast, oh, listen, I want to encourage you to do so today. I want to make sure that you will get the announcements when each podcast is released, each episode is released each week, so that you don't miss any of the upcoming episodes. We've got some great ones on on the way. Well, until next time, this is author, speaker, and peer to coach Steve Etner reminding you, if you're going to glorify God in your everyday living, he must first be glorified in your every moment. Thank you.